0: Hello, and welcome to The Franchise Life. I am your host, Stacey Shannon. Today, I am happy to introduce a brand called One Hour Heating and Air Conditioning. One Hour Heating and Air Conditioning is the number one largest HVAC service provider in the United States, with currently 375 locations nationwide. And joining me today is Michael Hutchins, Franchise Development Manager of One Hour, Chad Harrison, Franchise Development Representative, and Alan Peschke, Lead Development Representative. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank
1: Thank you you, for having us.
0: My pleasure. Well, first, I must say, you guys all look dapper today.
1: That's very nice. Thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm just going to dive in and say that this is a type of brand that when I talk to, uh, individuals about, um, well, let me just say this segment, not necessarily this brand, but maybe HVAC and so forth. This is an area where individuals really think that they have to have experience in this industry to be successful. Michael, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Industry experience is not a key attribute to be successful. In the one-hour system you know last year we did over 30 locations only four were conversions the other 27 28 were entrepreneurs they like that it's an essential service they like the high return on investment the relatively short ramp up period key attributes for success include the ability and desire to follow the system. I mean, it's already been replicated hundreds of times across the country with one hour. A key attribute would include understanding if this is about building a team, creating a, to- a culture, having all of your technicians aligned towards the same common goal. Because with one hour, in essence, what you're doing is you're providing your team with the ability to run their own business within a vehicle that you provide for them and you know your listeners if they're interested in 1 hour will not be pioneers i support not only owner operator but semi absentee last year i had a nascar pilot someone in med school attorneys engineers it finance uh women you know um none of these individuals and they can they can learn as much as they want but when they were researching None of them indicated a desire that they were doing this because they wanted to get inside the truck. They want to be the CEO of a large, successful HVAC company. One hour is absolutely scalable. You know, last year, my, uh, well, in the last FDD that I can disclose, our number one owner did over 22 million. New FDD is going to be coming out in April. That number is now in the mid 40s so this is an industry that generates an awful lot of revenue most of you know our owners go on to have multiple territories and even the people that convert you know one of my first objectives is to get them out of the truck that's one of the things that's limiting them they are uh, they don't have the time to put in to other aspects of the business so with entrepreneurs I don't have that challenge because they never want to get in, in the most part, to begin with. So, uh, it's absolutely um, uh, not a hindrance, and and actually, I think a benefit coming in without industry experience.
0: Well, thank you, Michael, for I I just wanted to put that out there. So when people hear the brand, it, you know, not necessarily the brand, but the segment in the industry that they know that they really they don't need prior experience and to your point what you're really looking for is people with uh those management skills how to lead a team communication skills how to build a brand in their local territory and so forth correct excellent so with that said and Phenomenal numbers, I must say, so I can't wait to see the new FDD when it comes out here in the next few months. It's um, on fire, I'll <laughs> tell you. Amazing. Well, this is an essential service. So, yeah. you know, that is something that really applies to individuals when they're looking for a brand. So, Chad, let why don't you just give us a high-level overview of what one-hour <laughs> heating is? and air conditioning is? What are the products, the services that you provide?
2: So One Hour Heating and Air is the number one uh, HVAC residential in the US, uh, franchise in the US. And uh, our package comes full with uh, Success Academy, for training, uh, recruitment, we assist in recruitment. And just last year, uh, Authority brands who owns One Hour Heating and Air put in about $750,000 into the market for recruitment, assisting and, and providing uh, the necessary uh, applications for our franchisees. Um, also, on top of that, marketing. We work with Scorpion as a top 20 in the U.S. Uh, for website development. Ensure that search engine optimization, that you're at the top of the search when when they're looking for service in their area for a particular HVAC uh, company. Um uh, it's the it's the full package, uh, and then the the vendors itself, BiMax. We go through BiMax. We have pricing power there uh, through Authority Bands again. Back to them, a two billion dollar company and just well positioned. So, it's 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 it is as as Mike said, it's on fire, and it's just a, again to your point too, Stacy, essential service and just well positioned.
0: And your target market or customer base is going to be. Uh, the residential market. Is that correct?
2: Correct. Uh, We do have, we do connect with some who have the commercial side and then look to open up on the residential side. Um, So that conversation could come a couple different ways.
0: Yes. uh,
1: To clarify on that, our, our core focus is the residential, you know, homeowner. So we are going to, when someone starts off, they're going to be doing probably 70, 75% service repair, 25, 30% replacements. And we want them to focus on residential, but because they can get full retail, you know, commercial, absolutely they can do. And our owners do like commercial, say their homeowner is a pastor, they own a strip mall, a restaurant, so forth. But you know, to go after, say, home warranty work, it's low margin, you don't get paid right away. Commercial, you know, there's a large outlay of capital to go into new construction, and you're out there several times during the construction process. Again, it's low margin. All of our marketing is directed around that homeowner, the residential consumer. That's our model. Our most successful franchisees follow the system. So again, you can in time, if you wanna branch out, um, you know, I have some owners that do that, but in the beginning, you know, when people talk to me, well, I'm gonna, you know, get into this. I just want them to, to understand that, you know, where we're pointing them, the one hour GPS, you know when it's saying go left, go left. Like focus on residential. You get paid right away. It's full retail, and that is, you know, that's that's the secret sauce. Part of the secret sauce, anyway.
0: Yeah. So let me. Um, okay, we've mentioned authority brands a, a couple times here, uh, both Chad and Michael, and. You know, you have that branding right behind you, Michael. So can you take a moment and just share what Authority Brands is and what their relationship is with one-hour heating and air conditioning?
1: Well, Authority Brands, you know, we're, we're going to be pushing about $2 billion in revenue this year. But we're still a baby. We're five and a half years old. Um, you know, we started off with one brand. Uh, the cleaning authority, and we've added additional brands over the years. One Hour um, became part of the family, I think it might have been 2019, but it's been several years, and we've added a few more, but they're all in the home services sector. And, you know, our goal is to own the home both inside and out. And, you know, there is tremendous purchasing power. I mean, One Hour owners after the acquisition because of that increase in purchasing power, you know, discounts on the front end, rebates on the back end all increase, driving even greater profitability for our owners. There's a lot of synergies. It also gives our owners another growth strategy where, you know, they certainly, and most of my owners have multiple territories. The model works and they just keep expanding, but they also can layer on another brand and then market, you know, to the same, homeowner for additional services. So, that is also, you know, one of the strengths of Authority Brands is that it allows, you know, our franchisees, you know, multiple growth strategies.
0: So, Authority Brands is an umbrella company that owns multiple home service brands. That's
1: correct. And we just oh. added another one, I think, last week. Um and we're going to be adding a few more you know they have to obviously be the right fit the right culture all those things but we are aggressively looking for you know more brands to to complement the system
0: but to an investor then the really the importance to the investor looking at any one of these brands but in particular one hour heating and air conditioning is is really the buy-in power, the technology, the back-end systems, um, and really that financial support from an umbrella company. Would that be accurate?
1: There are definitely some important um, reasons to consider one hour. Uh, but, you know, Anyone interested, you know, in learning more about the brand, I would have them, you know, reach out to you, and, and you know, you could schedule a, an introductory call. There's many components that make one hour attractive. We have a terrific recurring revenue component. I have owners all across the country that, you know, their a million dollars or a little more than a million of their total revenue is coming in just through monthly subscriptions. We have. Tremendous resources in helping build their teams, things that no, no one else in the industry even has. In addition to all of the you know strengths that authority brands has to offer, One Hour has its own stable of extremely strong benefits and features just within the HVAC industry that make it the market leader and the number one uh, residential HVAC company
0: so let's talk about the subscription so and and i don't know if this is going to hit the mark or not but uh for my home in particular i have a subscription uh that covers my uh washer and dryer and different you know utilities within my house that if anything goes wrong i can call it's a pre-negotiated service call. Is that what you're referring to? Or what do you mean by subscription? Okay,
1: that is what you have is a home warranty, which, you know, sometimes when you're buying a home, you know, it's, uh, it gives you kind of peace of mind, you do a home inspection, and well, your AC unit is 10 years old. Anyway, it's, that's a home warranty, and it covers, what are they garbage disposals, anything like that. You know, you have a swimming pool, you can do add-ons. What this is, is a service contract. And ours just happens to be called Comfort Club. And so for a monthly fee, we will come out twice a year and do an inspection on just your HVAC equipment. You know, change filters if need be, but really just make sure that everything is in order. So, you know, change of season when someone goes to flip a switch, Everything is in working order. It's also, besides that recurring revenue component, it's also a way that our owners start to build a fence around their customers. If someone is paying you monthly, more than likely, when they need something, you know, they're going to contact you um, to come and take a look at it. So ours is more, like, um, preventative. Like, we're out there ensuring that something isn't going to happen versus – after the fact, you know, you would call the home warranty company, and then you know they would contact uh, someone like one hour to go out and do an inspection and see, you know, what needs to be remedied, et cetera. So, and this is, you know, we want to build long-term relationships with our customers, and it also gives our owners the ability. Then they can utilize these um, twice a year visits to, if there's a canceled appointment, you can plug in one of these twice a year visits. So that, you know, you keep your technicians busy um, and you're really doing your customers a great service. You're helping to ensure that their homes are maintained properly. And, and so but that's what our program is, is called. And it's called Comfort Club. And it's it's simple. They pay a monthly fee. It, like I said, they get those two service maintenance calls a year, priority placement if they have to book an appointment and uh 15 off any large repair or replacement okay we do terrific with it we have well again anyone who wants more information i could talk about comfort club in one hour for for quite some time so anyone who has any interest i you know just have them reach out to us
0: yeah absolutely love your enthusiasm michael (laughs) it shines through so chad let me bounce back to you okay Break in one hour heating and air conditioning down. We've talked about recurring revenue stream. Uh Michael did just talk about uh, you know, the club and how that is a monthly uh payment and recurring revenue. Uh your replacement and service and repair, those are the other two big categories. Is that correct, Chad? It
2: is that is and um this would be Michael's uh cream here so we'll let him uh, speak to this
0: yeah so there you're
1: absolutely correct um there's three revenue sources for one hour owners so the the um uh, the recurring revenue component and then also we provide service and repair work as well as replacements and installations
0: okay so what do some of those average ticket prices look like a replacement i would assume would be a uh, it can be a pretty significant. Can
1: uh, if you want to look at an average, an average, uh, you know, the KPIs for the brand. So this is across the entire country, and we have lots of customers. Average ticket price service repair is about three hundred and fifty. Average replacement cost is about seventy-seven hundred.
0: Which is great. I mean, from an investor standpoint, that's that's a nice ticket, average ticket item. So. From an investor uh, owner standpoint, how does one-hour heating from a corporate level help with uh, the products per se?
1: We have preferred pricing for anything that anyone would need to purchase in order to run, you know, their business. Uh, last year, you know, our owner saved on average 27% on their insurance needs, but it's vehicles, equipment, parts, tools down to tires and oil changes. Last year, one hour owner saved on average $2,200 a year per vehicle, just on fuel because of the one hour fuel cards. And really the best way, just like comfort club, you know, our purchasing power is a tremendous benefit resource. The best way to illustrate it is just to share an example. You know, we conduct an analysis on a regular basis for all of our owners. The reason being, we want to make sure that our owners are taking full advantage of everything that's available to them. We just finished up one for an owner in Texas. Last year, they did $8 million in revenue. They saved $600,000. They were $600,000 more profitable buying everything they need to run their business because of their affiliation with one hour.
0: It's incredible.
1: And we also have our own private label products. So in addition to having warranties with better terms on brands such as Carrier, Train, Amana, et cetera, uh, we also, you know, our owners have the ability to sell one hour equipment and there's benefits associated with, you know, with that as well.
0: And how does the distribution of those products, those white label products work?
1: Well, we, those they have to purchase through us, obviously all the other products we set up prefer pricing with the local suppliers and we've got contracts. That's one of the main reasons. Well, there's many, but you know, it's an important reason why, you know, a lot of contractors, they can't get equipment. They can't get parts. They can't get vehicles. They can't meet their customers' demands. Our supply chains were tested the last few years but our owners are still up 30% year over year the last couple of years, adding staff, adding new territories, going into new states. So having those contracts and that purchasing power is a huge benefit for, for our owners. And we do all of that for them. We set that up uh, during their 120 days of onboarding. I have an example of an owner who he converted. And he was stuck working in the vehicle, couldn't work anymore. I mean, great guy trying to take care of his family. He plugged in one-hour pricing. It it made his existing business profitable enough that he was able to go out, purchase another new vehicle, and hire another technician. Now, you know, doubling revenue practically overnight uh, by having that other person. Now his daughter is working in the business. They are, you know, focused on marketing. it just. You know, having those resources is is tremendous, but following the system and taking advantage of them, you know, is is obviously just that more important than having them available to you. But you know, having all of that there uh, is is terrific. I mean, I think Chad and Alan, we've seen several, the, all four of those individuals who converted last year have already grown their business at least twofold, and are are still looking to keep growing. And they had been stuck for 10, 12 years. And well, in less than a year, you know, their their lives are changing for the better.
0: Well, and that's really what the the franchise model is all about, right? The education, the support, Absolutely. the buy-in power, and so forth. So when you say conversion, these were independent business owners in the same industry that decided to become a one hour heating and air conditioning owner and then rebrand their existing business and take advantage of all the uh, buy and power, the marketing and all of those benefits that you've been talking about. That's correct. That's, uh, you know, I hadn't really given that any thought. Um, We talk about, new territories. Um, So let's just dive into, so the investment range for a single territory is 90, about 91,000 to around 200,000.
1: Per the FDD, you are absolutely correct. But um, can you open a new one hour for 91? Yes. Is it an appropriate budget? No, it's too lean. An appropriate budget for an owner operator, single territory, two vehicles, leasing out about a thousand square feet of warehouse space, ample funds for marketing, as well as 50,000 in working capital for during your ramp up period is 150,000. And if they wanna um, pursue this semi-absentee and they absolutely can, everything else is the same, but you need to add an additional 85,000 to secure a solid lead tech to be the face of your business. So that initial investment would be 235,000. So, you know, I want people to have a years of marketing in the bank, you know, so that it's there, it's budgeted for, because I know they get off to a much quicker, uh, the trajectory is just much greater. They get to that third vehicle much faster, their fixed costs are covered that much more quickly. And it changes obviously the business dynamics. So I ask for, and I'm selective, you know I want people to be set up for success and working, you know, within those numbers I have owners who last summer are now adding a second territory and, and happy and validate they're on the other side of validation calls. And that's, you know, where I want them to be.
0: So, the 150 from an owner operator standpoint, that is inclusive of a year's worth of marketing. Yes, that
1: includes about $2,000 a month in local marketing in addition to the brand fund. Um, so, ongoing fees, since we touched on initial investment, there's two buckets for ongoing fees with one hour. First is royalty, that's 6% of your gross revenue paid back to us monthly. And the other is the brand fund which is not a profit center. That's the marketing budget. You know, every dollar collected goes back out supporting all of our owners nationally, regionally, locally. In addition to that, I asked new owners to also set aside 24000 which is part of that budget, to spend. Now, they might not spend 2000 It might spend 1000 one month, but that having that money and doing some local Facebook, spot, putting a, a sign up on the you know, high school, baseball, outfield, something, it just is proven that their business, you know, takes off that much more quickly.
0: Sure. Well, I give you credit because one of the worst things for an investor to do is invest and be in an undercapitalized position. So, um, You know, I give you guys kudos for really saying, listen, 91 truly is, is not enough to be successful. I
1: mean, you can do it. You're right. But I don't want my, I don't want people to be awake at night, you know, worrying and this way they're on the fast track. And, um, and again, that, that's just, I just know historically, statistically, that's what you need. So that's what I recommend.
0: All right. So Chad, uh, when somebody signs a franchise agreement, they've made the decision, they sign the franchise agreement, what does the time frame, what, what is the process after that from a, a training standpoint and then also from a hiring standpoint and what that employee landscape looks like?
2: typically uh you know three months uh at the soonest to be up and ramped up and, and operating um you know a hundred and twenty five day onboard training uh what Michael does is once you know within say that seven weeks that discovery of becoming a franchisee, Michael then will begin to be work with and pass on to operations um do you want to speak to that part, Michael?
1: Sure, so after someone signs their franchise agreement with me. They enter our 120-day onboarding. It's all inclusive. I call it Sure Start. Robin Wilcox heads it up for me. So as Chad mentioned, you know they're going to go to Phoenix for one week for owner's initial training. We're going to order vehicles. We're going to recruit and train the team up. We're going to establish the preferred pricing at all the local suppliers, have software systems installed, and everyone trained up on that so that you know, at the end of that 120 days, our new owners will be out effectively servicing customers within their respective territory.
0: That's awesome. That That's a very quick ramp up. Um, so let me ask you this, uh, what does, and we'll just, Actually, from an owner operator standpoint, typically, um, the owner is going to be focused on growing the business. You don't want that owner to be the man in the van. Um, You want those positions to be hired out. From a semi-passive ownership standpoint, um, I get a lot of individuals that are looking for semi-passive investments. What would a day in the life look like for a semi-passive owner?
1: You want me to field this one, guys?
0: <laughs>
1: it's Okay, so this is not sign a lease and disappear again. I want, uh, and they will not be pioneers. I have many, you know, semi-absentee owners. But again, I want them to have a solid foundation. So 235,000, single territory. Now, if they want more vehicles, it's a math equation. We can work on that. But there's a time commitment that I want them to um, to commit to. So again, after they sign, they can go with their manager. They can go separately. I want them to go to Phoenix for a week for owner's training. They're going to need to do about five to six hours of online tutorials before they go to Phoenix. Modules, 15, 20 minutes each to to really just kind of pre-prepared so they get the most out of that experience. Three, three and a half days of Zoom meeting just like this on the software system. And then there's going to be follow-up in person training, but I, you know, I want them to go through that. And then Robin Wilcox, she's going to set up a weekly one hour, uh, one hour, one day one hour call for that 120 days. So I want them to participate in that. And then after the business opens, I would ask that, I mean, they can go as often as they want. They're the owners. But at a minimum, one day a month, when the corporate team is there, when there's team meetings, I want them to have a solid understanding of the system, know how to pull daily management reports, know what the KPIs are. Like we talked about 350 for service, 7,700 for you know, uh, replacements so that they can effectively manage their manager I've got uh, Greg Ross, Um, he opened April, 2021, simultaneously launched a fitness franchise. He's in IT, loves it. Never gonna leave that, but he liked one hour for all the reasons we spoke about. Started with two vehicles and a territory, hired a great manager, Chad Huddleston. Within his first year, he added a second territory and a few more vehicles. He was averaging well over a hundred thousand a month in revenue and just before, holidays this past year he wanted to add two more territories uh and you know add to his team he's putting in about 10 hours a week managing his manager now that's not i'm saying 10 is the number i mean i have i have an owner in canada who does less than that and has five locations down in miami but greg is i'd say he's you know he's an involved semi-absentee owner he knows his numbers and he's putting in about 10 hours a week and and that's typical if you have that solid foundation.
0: So, I mean, I I think, you know, when I talk to people about semi-passive investments, I think, you know, upfront, you need to be willing to put in more time is, and then as your business solidifies at that point, then when you have momentum and a good pace, then you can start to scale back. So I think that's, you know, what I'm hearing from you with all the training up front and so forth and understanding the systems, the KPIs and what have you. But it does sound, it sounds like a great opportunity for semi passive ownership though. Uh, So what out of the 300 plus franchisees that you have today, what percentage would you say? are semi-passive versus owner operator? Oh,
1: I mean, a lot of them have locations in other states. So I won't even include though. I mean, because they have a manager managing, like I have an owner in Texas who has about 10 territories and he just bought 10 in Phoenix and hired a manager there. He's not going to Phoenix. I mean, that's, uh, you know, do you want me to include those in kind of semi absentee or just strictly, you know, people that never, you know, that just from day one never wanted to, you know, know any, they know how to turn the thermostat from hot to cold and they're running a big business and, and they're doing something else.
0: Let's go with the latter.
1: Okay, so let's see. Let me, you know, my memory as I'm getting older here, you know, let's see here. I'll go back, let's go back two years. So we got 30. Last year we had one,
0: two. You're gonna give me an exact number, aren't you? I'm
1: trying to well, yes. I wanna be, you know, <laughs> I I like to I like to set the proper expectations. So I'm just looking at Um, so last year we'd had 30 new locations, nine were semi-absentee.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, those are, those are some pretty strong numbers. All right. So this is, let's just go back to the fundamentals. Monday through Friday, business, nine to five, any weekends involved, emergencies,
1: Uh, Well, the business is open 24 seven, but owners or managers, you know, they're there during typical business hours, we have a 24 hour seven day a week call center to pick up the slack so, you know, owner operator, they can only talk to one customer at a time, you know, they go home, it's three o'clock in the morning emergency service call, one hour Um, customers will never go to voicemail. They'll always speak with a live person. So that call center, which is U.S. based, will either book the appointment or dispatch the technician on the owner's behalf.
0: And that is huge. I mean, not having to have somebody sit by that phone and have that support at a national level for individual locations is significant. All right. So let's go ahead and talk territory availability. Because you have over 350 locations. Uh, I know that you do have some states such as Florida and Georgia that are sold out currently. Um, what does territory availability look like throughout the United States? What are some of those hot markets?
1: Sure. Well, right now, um, California, uh, we have signed three new locations in California just since the beginning of this year. Austin, Texas. I love Austin. Mm-hmm. My sister has a ranch in Dripping Springs and she was waiting for, you know, Houston is sold out. She wanted, when are you gonna come to Austin? Austin now is on my radar. Uh, Chicago, um, two new semi-absentee owners there. Uh, we are looking, um, Chad and, and, Alan have done a great job. Like we're looking in, um, uh, in and around Detroit. We have some, you know, a lot of activity there, Massachusetts, New York, uh, we are looking in Utah, um, for new opportunities, but territories are not large with one hour. They don't need to be. We generate a lot of revenue. We do. We're very good at making the phone ring for our owners. They start at hundred thousand population. So, um, you know, even in areas where we have representation, someone may not get the zip code they want, but they can be one zip code over. So, we still have more than likely where anyone has interest. We are going to have available territory for them and they will benefit from those marketing dollars already being spent and the terrific brand recognition, um, you know, that we have, that we have established already.
0: And when you say those marketing dollars that have already been spent, that's your national advertising
1: national. And then also our owners. Um, I can, I mean, I'll just tell you, this is a great, I love sharing examples because it's the best way, uh, I got Thomas Smith, he was a a government contractor in Iraq. We met last year and his, you know, starting a family, his wife didn't want him doing that any longer. And so he's, you know, uh, we, our paths crossed and he wanted something that, you know, a way to support his family. He liked an essential service, no background. I helped him get an SBA loan. I helped him get his license in North Carolina. We, you know, I asked him to put aside 2000 a month for local marketing, we created a brand new market together, he just showed me his report, he's only been open a little over six months, he's number one in every category, and number two and one when you do a Google search, whether it's HVAC, heating and cooling, he is the market leader, and there have been contractors there for a decade. He's on the first page near the top of the list. He already wants to add another territory. And this is someone again who had no experience within the industry.
0: What an incredible testimonial.
1: So, I, and there's there's lots of, you know, other individuals like that. But again, it's following the system. Um is key. And you have to don't get me wrong. This is there's no you have to roll up your sleeves and work and you know you have to execute on the plan but uh the roadmap is there
0: so let me ask you this and we're going to be wrapping up here but um chad or alan or michael whoever's best suited what would you say to somebody that challenges that this is a saturated kind of market that there's you know if they go on and google in their local market uh hvac and a lot of competitors or local presence pops up how do you talk someone through that to demonstrate that there is still opportunity at the local level
2: i think uh, you know you could definitely begin to dig into you know the area itself uh, begin to discuss the zip codes the availability and also to mention too that the fact that the bra the strength of the brand is able to pull market share um in, in its area uh, from you know, a lot of the contractors that are generally surrounding these areas um and and just speak to that begin to discuss that you know being an essential service and then well positioned with the the, the buying again and the marketing um you definitely find strength behind that and begin to encourage them that way to understand that you know we're able to grab that market share
0: no oh, that's that's a great response so alan let me turn to you real quick you're kind of the you're in lead development um what would you say uh as far as when you get inquiries and so forth what are some of those key attributes that individuals are looking for when you are first in contact with them
2: Well I mean they're they're looking for a lot
1: you know I think I think the brand it speaks for itself you know I I think we could also touch on that saturation aspect you know it, it may appear saturated, but it's not saturated with with a strong brand like one hour, you know, the, just the, the network that that we have is, is nationwide. So, I mean, you're not you're not going into this alone. you have, you have a support from a from a well known company and uh, and you know they're they're
2: looking for, as we said already, the uh, the essential aspect. You know whether it be a recession depression i mean people need their houses to be cool they need
1: they need it to be warmed up um there's emergencies that happen i mean this this business is not going anywhere it's it's essential
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely It. It is. It's a need-based business. It's not a a want, right? I mean, this is not a choice. You, when something breaks, such as this, it needs to be fixed. So therefore, you need to rely on the experts. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, again, from a, a an investment standpoint we're looking at, regardless of what the FDD says, uh, from an owner operator standpoint, we're looking at about 150,000 to be well capitalized going into this business. And from a semi-passive standpoint, we would be looking at about 235,000. And as Michael had mentioned, SBA financing is available for a business such as this and the team here that we have and at Authority Brands certainly is able to assist um, in those areas. So you guys have had some, I I, I actually love the stories, Michael. I mean, that, that really, uh, I don't know, it's relatable, right? I mean, talking about this Iraq veteran that came in and he's just kicking ass after six months in his territory and the others that you shared so for anybody that is interested in learning more about one hour heating and air conditioning please feel free to reach out to me at stacy at fusionfranchising.com thank you and have a great day